You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 70. Episode 70. So what kind of poker games have you been getting into this past week, Tyler? I actually had some pretty interesting hands and situations because I know the last few weeks we hadn't, neither of us, we've been kind of caught up at work, but um, I, I got some got some somewhat interesting hands for you this week at least. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's good to hear. Like I said, we, I mean, our cash game has been kind of hit and miss, which is, you know, that's kind of what life does to you. Uh, so where's, uh, I guess, where's the first session that you're going to kind of mention? So we're going to kind of jump around out of order. I played a few sessions this week, but I wanted to give a shout out to Paramount's one, two round of each. I just had such a good time. Like I had actually looked forward to going to it on Tuesday and then had, um, I was actually telling some of the people about it, how it's pretty fun. Cause I like, I had talked to you about, and earlier on the podcast, um, I'm still, you know, trying to get a, gr- whenever you don't study PLO, you don't just naturally know how to play it. Right. So it's kind of a good place to get your feet wet with the one, three game can be tough. Well, I mean, and I wouldn't even say just PLO really. I'd say like for a beginner and I mean, Paramount's not just for beginners. Let me, let me get that. You mean everybody can go there and have a good time and play. Uh, but I definitely think if it's your first time playing, I think it's the best for almost all forms of poker, especially PLO. Uh, but I mean, tournaments, they have kind of the cheaper type tournaments. Uh, no limit hold'em. Like, that 1-2 changes a lot versus 1-3. I mean, especially PLO and with a pot limit. Well, every when I do that round of each, it normally starts off pretty shallow stacked, but as the night goes on, it gets pretty big. So if you're looking for the shorter stack, I get there a little bit early <laughs> um, because the idea. game got pretty big. That's uh, that's yeah, I love that idea. I mean, we I think I went l- uh, like two weeks ago with you to uh, over there, and it's probably the most fun round of e- round of each game because I. I like PLO. I feel like my edge there is getting better, but not as quite as big as Hold'em. So I can't still kind of like you. I do kind of like the the uh, smaller blinds, and while we're while you're just trying to learn it, I think that's a really good idea. No, absolutely. But I have some interesting hands there. So I went and I was playing, and I was pretty card dead, and I was kind of I was kind of getting whittled down pretty good. And this is a Hold'em hand. Okay. So, um, I raised a $10 with 8-9 of clubs in early position. Um, like that? Someone calls behind me. Another guy calls. Then I get 3-bet to 45. 3-bet to 45. Okay. And I'm debating. And I see the guy behind me start gathering his chips to call. So in my head, I think if he calls, my implied odds are better. I mean, obviously that's true, but it's not really. Here's the (laughs) problem is it's at Paramount. So, I mean, what's the effective stack size, you think? 
The other guy bought in for way more than me, the guy to my left. I probably had 350-ish. Had to be more, actually, because... No, no, it was probably around 350-ish. Okay, so, I mean, basically, if you see that guy and you think he's going to be calling, so it's 45, that guy would be 90, 105. So, basically... So, yeah, probably about 35 to win 100. Yeah, about 105. I mean, I think this could be gone either way, right? Well, I was card dead and wanted to play a hand, so I call. The guy beats me into the pot behind me. The other guy folds. Um, The flop comes. King of hearts, king of diamonds, um... Well, that's <laughs> my notes are backwards. King of clubs, king of diamonds, nine of hearts. So I flopped um, a nine on a king, king, nine board with one club. Okay. Uh, this is kind of a hard hand to play, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, because you kind of could be good. I mean, king, it's unlikely he has a king, but... It's more likely than you. I mean, like when he three bets. Uh, so what you what do you do here? I check. The other guy checks. The guy does the exact same bet of forty five. Okay. And then I start debating. I was like, well, maybe it's a, a C bet. <sighs> We're gonna have to. This is this is gonna get dicey for me. It's kind of what I was thinking. If we're gonna do this, right? And you have to be ready to to make a move. So I call the 45 that the guy folds. Okay. The turn is a three of diamonds. Turn is a three. Okay. So turn is a complete, complete blank. Yes. Um, he was in the under the gun straddle because he checked to me. Sorry. He had checked to me. He, he donked 40 or not. Didn't donk. He C bet 45. I call other guy folds. Ooh, I like you being in position a lot better for this. Yeah, game. sorry, I forgot. Yeah, that's that's what led to this um, happening. Okay. Um. He bets. Um. Sorry. He then checks. The three of diamonds. Okay. So I said, well, if he has a king, he literally never checks that, ever. Agreed. So he either has, I was thinking, aces. Ace, queen, which I'm ahead of. Um, queens, jacks, maybe tens, right? That sounds about right. I like, yeah, I kind of like what you're, where you're at. And then I was like, well, all those beat a pair of nines. So I think I know my next move here. So I ship it on the turn for about 200 and I think 5 or 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes deep into the tank. I know deep in the tank. Yeah. Then, I mean, you well, you know, the minute he goes deep in the tank, you're kind of, you're reading. Okay. He doesn't have ace queen and he would never be thinking about it with eight. So now really he's got into somewhere from tens to queens, right? Yes. Well, that's a, wow. That's a, so what, it what's, what ends up happening? I begin to pray. <laughs> <laughs> And then he says it's super close. He can call or fold. Either one doesn't matter. It's so close. 
said, well, I hope he leans towards folding then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. If it's close, can we get you to go one way? <laughs> um, he folds pocket jacked face up. Oh, God. I, okay, when you when you texted me this hand, I thought you played this so well. I don't... I think I would have thought there's some showdown value with nine and check behind. But really, in all honesty, there never is. And yeah, once you once you told me this move, I was like, this is just the perfect move for this. Because I don't think I would have... I honestly don't think I would have done it. And I think just for what his range has to be, what how he caps it at the turn, and like what you have, I mean, just... I thought this move just played out perfectly. I mean, even if he calls, I think this is a great move. Um, and then he begs to see, so I was like, sure. So I show him, and that was it. That's a, wow, that's a very, uh, that's a super interesting hand. Like, a really good uh, turning that uh, nine into a bluff there. But that kind of got the ball rolling, because before that I hadn't really made any hands or nothing really happened other than me kind of trying to see a few flops or really just trying to see if I can even flop a draw or top, I mean, anything, just completely bricking. So I was like, okay, now we kind of have a stack to play with, right? Because the night is going on, the stacks are getting bigger, and I was kind of one of the shorter stacks with 300 at that point. So now we've kind of kind of up and rolling. Nice. I have this hand where I have, uh, boy, this is a PLO hand, where I have ace, 10, like, jack, 9, uh, the ace and the ten are suited, single suited. Um, yeah, do you preflop raise this? A really good hand, right? To have kind of. Um, no, I didn't. Okay. No, I I didn't. I was in nice. early position, and I just limped it, which is probably just like nails on a chalkboard to our PLO listeners. But that's what happened. Oh, that's um, fine. Yeah. The flop comes ten ten seven. Okay, ten, ten, seven, and you have okay. You have ace, jack, ten, nine. So okay, so you flop the trip, trip ten, trip tens with an ace kicker. Uh, so and you have a gutter. Yes. Okay. Um, I check it in early position. The player who gave that big speech earlier, how he didn't want anyone to talk to him, that we were talking about last week. I remember that. He uh, he is a chatty Kathy this night, and um, <laughs> yeah. And he gives a speech on how he's going to take a shot at this pot. He bets 20. I call. Everyone else folds. Um, The turn is a 10, giving me quads. Oh, wow. So I just snap check it over to him. He snap checks it back. The river is a deuce of diamonds. I snap check it over to him. He says... He's going to bet 20 just to take it down. That's all he's going to give. So I raise him to 50. Mm-hmm. He calls, and I'm good, obviously. Very nice. I thought that was well played. Uh, I like that squeaking out a little bit of value because he called with a 7. I, I mean, do you, like, I would have thought, did you think of betting the turn? It felt weird if he didn't have a 10, which he obviously didn't. To then when the 10 comes after checking it on the flop, to then bet. I don't know. I I'm, I think he would have called just based on how the hand played out. Yeah. But. 
Well, and he still has a betting lead. I don't know how much the betting lead means in Omaha versus Hold'em. Uh, but, and I guess, yeah, I mean, a seven is no longer, you know, doable here. And he is lead, letting a lot of eight nines go. That, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, it was a curiosity. I mean, I think it's kind of weird. I, I, I don't know what the, be- the best uh, way to go about that turn is, if it's betting or checking. I think I checked too, but I'm not sure. I think I'm. I think we both might lose a little bit of value there, if he's got like aces or something. I don't know. That's a, that's that's why we need to play one two plo. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever. We can't even give you <laughs> options of what you should be doing. Yeah. I can't even put into words what's going on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bad for a podcast. So that hand was. I mean. I wouldn't say it's the most interesting, but that was an interesting situation. Anytime you get quads, interesting. Yeah, well, and I like the squeaking out value. I thought the squeaking out value on the river was a little bit more interesting, too, because that's, you know, those little 30 bucks, they add up over the time. So that's a really big. I mean, obviously you were going to raise there, but it seemed like you raised a good size that was just going to call no matter what. Um, And then after that, I proceed to get just, I mean, I want to go home just because I'm tired and hungry. Mm-hmm. But I guess the deck just decided it was my time. I just got hit right in the face with the deck and just kept taking down pot after pot after pot. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, and I'm like, well, it seems weird to leave whenever every hand you get have hits and oh. you're getting paid and people are betting and you're you're holding. I was like, well, seems weird to leave at this point. Uh, yeah, I definitely can see where it would definitely keep me there. So I'm at Paramount and this guy shows up and he says he's trying to buy in. He, he, he's having ATM issues or something. So then he gets a little bit of money and busts out. Then he comes back. Then I guess the ATM withdrawal, like, um, the time frames when you can withdraw. So he comes back with 400 first hand he plays is a bomb pot. Okay. I have pocket eight. Nine three. Okay. Um. I flop a middle set on a queen eight, like um, five board, and on the other one it comes all diamonds, and I flop top pair of the nine. Okay, so middle set with straight draws, but no straight, and all diamonds top. on the other board. Okay, gotcha. I check it. It checks all the way around. To the guy, no, I'm on the button, so I don't check it. It checks all the way around. The guy um, says everyone checked, so then he bets like 40 bucks. I call like one or two other people call. Did you think of betting this? I think I might. Mm, no, that you're right. This is because this is ten handed too. Yeah, this is a good check. Okay, so he bets. Okay, what what goes on? I turn a three on the the all diamond board, the three of diamonds. So now I have two pair. Did he bet pot? He did not. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I have two pair, no flush draw, and on the other board, the board does not pair, but it gets it more straight. Like it was like a it was might have been a six, so it was like five, six, eight, jack, uh, eight queen. Okay. Checks all the way back to the guy. He bets like, I believe he pots it here for like 160. <laughs> this is becoming very dangerous for you. 
Super dangerous. Uh, okay, so you've got nine three two pair on a monotone board. Yes, which is top uh, and bottom pair. It sounds like. Yep. And you've got middle set on a board that just hit an open ended straight square in the mouth. Uh, I believe that was the card. Yes. So okay, so it it might not have hit the open ended straight. I was just trying to think of. I, it was not higher than a queen. And I believe it was lower than an eight, but okay. Well, it would some... yeah, either either way. There's something straight out of here oh, somewhere, for sure. some way. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, uh, and he God, bet how much does he pot it for? Like one sixty, I believe. Maybe one forty-five. This is this is so dicey. That's what I was thinking. Uh, how many are like how many are in it now? I believe it's uh, three of us total counting him. Okay, well, tell me what you did. I call the other guy folds. Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, an eight would make this so much easier. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the eight comes. Oh, man, you're feeling like you now I have got quads. bailed out here. I mean, not bailed out. I mean, you could still be good, but, I mean, just, I mean, you needed something. You were, you were really hoping for the board to pair, but, or like a queen or something. Yeah. But this is even better, obviously. And then he bets out again. And then um, I pot it, which puts him all in. He snap calls. He had pocket queens for queens full of eights. So then I won out of them to get quads. And on the other board, he had pocket queens. So then everyone said, oh, it's a chop. Oh, yeah, it's a chop. Okay. Um, and the guy next to me was like, man, it's too bad you didn't have anything on that other board. That was a dicey situation. I said, well, no, I had two pair. I was drawing to a boat on the turn. It's just, you know, that's what kept me, you know, so I had, I was drawing on both boards. He's like, you had two pair? I was like, oh shoot, I had two pair. Look, <laughs> I got two pair. We were still dividing the pot. Yeah. I was like, look, I got nine, three. And nine, three was good. Oh my God. Just because nice. that guy said, um, Two I didn't have anything on the other board. Like, oh no, I did. I, you know, I had two pair. I just in the showdown, it didn't hit. I was still looking at the quads over queens. I mean, yeah, when uh, when you're going into that big a pot and then that eight, kind of, yeah, I can I can see where you might overlook the actual because yeah, you know, it sounds stupid, but in those bomb pots, it's easy to do. It happened to me tonight, so it's uh, god dang, that's a what a crazy hand i guess if he had no diamonds wait no he had pocket queens i guess on the turn you actually were good for the bottom board with nine three two pair yes so but i don't know i, I bet if we run that through crush live poker i think they're probably gonna like crush you from call for calling there yeah they don't do it yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like, i don't know that was such a shady kind of like that was in such a horrible spot there and i mean well that's the nature of hitting a one-outer you weren't in a great spot to begin <laughs> with i mean if you need the one-outer things weren't awesome that's true yeah because i mean you're actually hoping for the board to pair there and the board pair not great <laughs> yeah and you're like you really want a queen i was like i did, I did not want a queen <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's a five comes, and you're like, okay, well, now I got a boat. A set of pocket queens. I'm good. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so that was interesting. And uh, 
that led to a pretty big session. I mean, I played some other big hands, but I mean, nothing too crazy. Ended up, like I said, just good hands holding. And what actually led me to keeping such a close eye on those bomb pot hands is because earlier in the week I was playing some other PLO. I don't remember if it was round of each. It might have been on a reverse button hand. Um, yeah, it might have been. It was It was not a bomb pot. I was not even really involved in it. But I have an interesting situation for you. Yeah, so it might have been on a... I guess it doesn't matter if it's round of each or not. But wherever it was, um, the PLO hand comes, okay? Okay. Um... The the situation happened where the board is the flop is king king three and the turn is a queen and the river is a queen. King and the rivers. Okay, so okay, so double paired board. Yes. Um both players end up with a king. One has king jack, the other has well, the other one has king three seven seven. So we had kings full of threes. Okay. And they all turned their hand over. And I was like, I was still sitting there kind of, because like I said, I'm still, you know, not <laughs> far from the best at PLO. So I'm still kind of like looking at the board like, huh. And um, the dealer says King Jack wins because he has trip kinged with a jack kicker. And I'm looking at the King three and I'm like, well, if he doesn't have kings full of queens. And then I was like, well. I think he has a boat, right? Like, that's a boat. I was thinking. Definitely sounds like a boat. Yeah, because then I guess he had said whenever he turned over his hand, his boat doesn't play anymore or something. But he kind of mumbled it. And then the dealer scoops up his cards, mucks them. And then the other player gets awarded this giant pod of like $500. And then I was like, dude, I thought he had a boat. And then he was like, I had a boat. And then someone else said he had a boat. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean... The game gets put on pause. I have to go look at the tape and everything, right? Okay. But the place I was at was so crowded just because poker is so big in Houston, right? Mm -hmm. That they weren't even on the table, the normal cash game table, so they didn't have a clear view of the hand. Right. So they ended up not giving the guy his uh, the pot. I mean... This is obviously a dealer mistake. If you show down, it should be should be good. But I mean, people make mistakes. I mean, he's I mean, people are going to miss stuff here and there, and this is why I'm so adamant about pointing crap out at the table when, you know, it's not because I don't trust the dealers, it's because they're human. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, to act a, like people don't make mistakes and just be silly, right? Yeah, I mean, but, this is kind of... This is this is definitely on the dealer, but it is... That guy shouldn't know his hand. I mean, you know, you shouldn't know your full house is good over Trip Kings. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a weird board. Because, you know, um, it just looks like he was talking about kings full of queens if he thought one card played. Right. But... Man, I wish I had said something a second sooner. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because I mean, if you, if you, if it goes to showdown, that guy should be awarded the pot. But I mean, here's the problem: is once those cards are mucked, if there's no camera on them, that's just kind of. I mean, there's not much that can be done. 
Yeah, and I mean, the other guy said if they can show him, he'd give him the pot. Well, I guess he would have no choice at that point. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I think the club did something with him, like gave him some bone, like not a definitely not matching the pot, but gave him something. But nothing. I think I'm glad to see the club did some did something because that. You should have to. You shouldn't make that right in some way, form, or fashion. If he says he had that, there's two other people that say you had that. Here's a question: If you're on, if you are the other guy, and that person says they have that, and two other people, do you ever just at least? I mean, if you believe they do, either give that pot away or just you know. Like half the pot, or like, what would you do in that spot? I don't know what I do in that spot, but because um, remember, I was in that spot a while ago, except for it was for a way bigger amount of money at Champions when that guy's cards hit the ground. Oh God, I remember, yeah. <laughs> and you remember what I did? I ran out of there with a bunch of money, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but he also never turned his cards over, and there weren't other people saying what he had, right? Oh, did he not? turn his cards over at champions no uh oh no that's what champions was a it was slightly different right so i was just saying so you know but he did turn his card over i for sure saw he had king three um but the dealer scooped it up so quick i didn't i didn't even get to before it clicked the cards already in the muck yeah um but the guy did offer to chop the pot with them the guy who won the pot. What did the other guy say? He said no. I think he thought he was going to get the pot. And the guy gave him $100. Oh, did he give him $100? Yeah. Oh, no, he did. I mean, they everything that could have been done as nice as it could have gone is how it went. That's pretty good, then. That's a, I don't know. That's such an interesting spot. Because, I mean, if I'm the other guy... I, I don't know what falls on the other guy, but I mean, like, I think giving him a hundred dollars is still something. It's definitely I mean, nice. I mean, you don't have to. Because you're, yeah, you're the if you're the other guy, you you did if you didn't visually see the king three, then I mean, you don't know for certain. I mean, you know, so I, I don't know. That seems about right. And I mean, like I say, it is on the dealer. This is a a mistake that's completely on the dealer. But like I say, when you show down, you. Like, I mean, dealers are, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get things wrong. So it's kind of it is on you a little bit to know your hand. I mean, when I was at Paramount in that bomb pot, the dealer missed my two pair too. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot going on, and well, that was a regular PLO hand, but but that's also what kind of led me to throughout the night I was trying to pay more attention because earlier in the week that happened. So when I was at Round of Each, it's like, all right, I need to focus on reading these hands so I can. Just kind of practice for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Just because that experience happened. But, I mean, they tried. I mean, I feel like a lot was done for that guy that didn't have to be done. So that was nice for at least. But his outlook wasn't great, as you can imagine. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, like I say, I'm glad the club tried to, to make it right. I'm glad the other guy did try to make it right to a degree. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's... Like I say, it sucks that that happened. But... That's like I, I think you you think I'd probably be more upset because I am so adamant. Like I get into it with so many with people when I point out the right hand when they're awarding it to the the wrong person. But 
I mean, here's yes. the other thing. That guy who won most of the pot, I think he would have, if you would have pointed the hand out, he seemed like he would have had no problem giving him the hand. I mean, yeah, well, he, I mean, well, but I'm saying like, the hand out, well, no, 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 no I'm saying he wouldn't have gotten into it with you. Oh, really? So. Yeah. I mean, he seemed super nice and he was like, well, you know, I, I don't want to win the pot if I wasn't to win it, but I didn't see the hand and how, how do I know? I get, I get his point too. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just kind of an unfortunate situation that I feel like everyone handled pretty well. Well, that's good. I mean, that can go so off the rails with so with so many uh, in so many ways. It's good just to see in general that something like this happening and people just trying it. They're at least trying to do the right thing and make it right. I mean, and do, you know, so uh, that's I would say that's an unfortunate situation. I'm glad to see that it was kind of everybody was trying to do the right thing there. It was definitely interesting when it happened, but um, let me get into this one other hand of the week that was pretty interesting. Oh, the hand where that PLO hand happened was, it was a short session. It was almost like a break even, maybe up 10 bucks or something, kind of uneventful. Okay. It was very short. That was the only interesting thing that happened. Okay. <laughs> so since we didn't even say what the club was, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Neil say I might or might have lost what, ten dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then I go to Doghouse, right? Okay. And they have the the PLO bomb pots, the reverse button, all that, right? Um was this round of each? I don't remember. But we were playing a PLO hand. It was kinda of, it feels like round of each when you get shorthanded with that reverse button. Okay. Um, but here's basically the interesting hand of the session for me. I have Ace Three, Jack Ten, I believe. You have Ace Three, Jack Ten. Okay. The double f- suited, single suited. Um, single suited with the Ace. Oh, the Ace is always the suited one for me. Okay. Um, the flop comes Ace Eight Three. Ace Jack Ten Three, so Ace Eight Three. So you flop top and bottom pair. Yes. Okay. Um, it's shorthanded. The guy to my right bets out pretty big. Is there a flush draw? Um, no. Okay. That's what I was kind of I was like, well, this isn't great, but. Yeah. The turn is an ace. So I have aces full of threes. Okay, well, this is now. Now you're elite. Now you feel like you know you're at least beating a set of eights here. Now he pots it. I'm still a little scared. I'm right? super scared. I mean, I feel like now. I mean, because here's the thing: he's either got a set of he's either got a set of eights that made a full house here, or he's got ace eight, which you're now. Well, set of eights you're beating, ace eight you're losing to. So he pots it. I'm assuming you just call. Um, I repot it. I tell him if he, I tell him this is about to be a super cooler. Well, I didn't tell him that. I repot it, but it was the repot for him was just like, um, not even 33% more of his bet. He basically went all in on the turn. Okay. Well, yeah, this kind of so, plays itself out. Okay. I but it you. was a giant bet. It was, giant. it was pot, but, yeah. um, it was like. $280 okay. on the turn, and then I repot it for the rest of it. Okay. Um, I tell him he calls, 
and he asked to run it once or twice. I tell him definitely once. Um, I, I, I have a question him, before you get into this. Did you ever think of folding here? Um, I was like, well, if he has ace eight, I'm just going to give him all the money, I guess. Because I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying he seems like he only has ace eight or pocket eights here. And it seems like pocket eights would sometimes check. Uh, so weird. Okay, I just wanted to say, I was wondering if this was a snap call for you or if this was something you were thinking of. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it. I was like, well, this is not going to be great for me. This is going to be boat over boat situation. Yeah. Either one way or another. Right, exactly. That's kind of my thoughts. Okay, go, uh, go, you can continue. <laughs> um, he calls the all in. The river ended up being a brick. He had just a single ace. So he had um, nine outs once. It is so hard to play Omaha against people who... (laughs) Well, he said he was tilting, which I understand he was because he was not running well um, earlier that night. And it was interesting because I talked about it later. um, And he said I happened to catch him at the right time. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. But I was like, man, if I... um, what was it? I was like, man, if this is just the cooler, this is just the cooler it's going to be. Well, I mean, what? I mean, if he's got a pot size bet left on the turn, and then the eight, I mean, you lead out on the flop and you get there. I mean, it just kind of, I guess you kind of roped in at that point. Um. Yeah, but I, it was just, it was an interesting hand to me. And like you said, I did think about folding, but that was my big hand of the night kind of thing. The whole session, like you said, a lot of our, or everyone's sessions are made, uh, are just kind of determined on one or two hands. And I was pretty much card dead and I've kind of really gotten back to playing really tight to where, especially in these round of each is at Paramount, just because if you don't know what you're doing, tight is right for sure. Um, Oh, a hundred percent is right. Did you see his kicker on this hand? I don't remember. I think he had pretty good kickers, though. Like, I mean, the more I think about, it, the more interesting it becomes. Because when he bets and you call, when you don't immediately raise, you really don't have a lot of sets in your range. So I guess once that ace comes, that's a. I mean, I guess that's kind of just like the cooler there, right? I'm pretty sure he had a really good kicker because he said he also called the all-in because in case it was just a dry ace like he had. So he must have had ace-king. Yeah. So I, I mean, don't think yeah, he that's... showed. I think he he just mucked it, and then I talked to him about it at Paramount, actually, um, later on during the week. Yeah, that's a, that's, so that's, could... that's a super that's a super interesting hand. It's a, hopefully a, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good call. That's a good call there, 100%. <laughs> well, it was good because I was right. I did think about folding, though. Um but yeah, I mean, nice to kind of start going back on an upswing. So, yeah, it's really nice to like. I know you went on kind of extended downswing for a little bit, so I know it's got to feel good to see those clouds starting to break a little bit because you're now on a you you've had a couple winning sessions in a row now. I had that one break even one, but yeah, I've kind of won like four, four and a half, nine hundred, nine seventy five, or nine seventy five, something like that. So. Definitely nice to start. Um, I mean, 
nice to be the one hitting the quads and things. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way better than being the other guy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are basically my sessions. Um, did you have some interesting ones or non-interesting ones, but sad ones you still have to talk about? So. Me and you are going to be at Paramount the other day, uh, the other day, and I get a text from a friend who has who I haven't had haven't heard from in like a year or so, and he was having a game that I used to go to over in Pasadena. It's a private game. It's a uh, and I'm like, well, that sounds kind of interesting. It's it hasn't been a it's been that's been a long time, which was cool. I go back and it's like a blast from the past from all these people I played with for. You know, a long uh, for a long time. Kind of, st- there was one that, there that I probably started out playing poker against him at like a free roll bar game. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how far back this goes. It's kind of cool to see him still playing. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely still. I mean, they're like, and all of these people are people I played with for years. Uh, so it was a really cool experience. Uh, so we we're playing in the playing in this guy's office. Uh. Queen nine, it's only a one-one game, but it gets ridiculously deep. Like the average stack is probably like five hundred. So it's one-one, but like five. Is there straddles like one-one-two or one-one? There's a straddle a lot of the time. Not not every <laughs> hand, but probably most hands. Because <laughs> like every time except for when it's on me. One hundred percent. What a net. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll straddle if everybody's doing it. Which but they are. If only, <laughs> if, if, but if there's some that aren't, then I usually don't. Uh, so I get queen nine of hearts, raised to five. Wait, raised to five, re-raised to 15. Oh, uh, loose player re-raises me to 15. This guy, I think, can have a huge amount of hands. So I go ahead and call. We're pretty deep. Uh, and there's another caller in there as well. Three to the flop. It's a jack high flop, two hearts. Uh, checks the preflop razor. He bets. We both call. Uh, brick. We both call. Brick turn. Oh, there's a nine on the turn. It checks. Uh, checks around. I still check to him. Uh, and then on the river, he bets fifty. Luckily, the other player calls, or else I'm kind of tempted to call. Because you end up with a parent of flush draw, busted flush draw. Yeah. So you were thinking he might be on the ace high flush draw, and your pair of nines might be good. Is that kind of the thought? Kind of. Well, and it it kind of it rivered like a four card straight out there, so I didn't love that. But I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, but the other player called, and he had pocket eights and rivers straight. Yeah, but I say you want me to tell you what started this horrid downswing, making that call. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's one of those things where I don't see how he gets there with this, but the, like when they bet the river, they just always seem to have it type deal. It is so odd. So I'm like, he would have to do all this with an eight, which ends up being like runner, runner, gutter to be a straight. And then I'm like, I make the call, and then that's what, just what they have, and just what they're representing. And I mean, it never <laughs> seems to be. I mean, it never seems to make any sense. I'll tell you what. And every now and then I get a call, and like I just, and they show down nothing. But I tell you what, it ain't positive EV. <laughs> oh man, dude, I have. This is gonna sound like the biggest fish crying story ever, but I still want to tell it just because what could have been. I'll just tell it real quick. I was at Doghouse, and I had just won a big pot, and I had everyone on the table covered. 
these two guys are having a good time, taking advantage of the drink tab, right? Okay. Um, wild, playing very wild, very deep. Like, um, I think I had like 1,200, 1,500 in my stack. I cover everybody. I have deuce four of clubs. Um, it gets three bet, and it's in a straddle, so it was like to $39 preflop. Okay. And I was like, well, if I'm calling this, I'm calling, I mean, I literally must just be calling everything. So I fold. Right. I ended up would have turned the nut straight, and it would have held. The one guy, the both crazy guys, one had a set of fives, the other one had two pair. They just shoveled all the money in three ways. And this dude won, I mean, just a gigantic pot of like three and a half thousand. Oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting there with my two four in the muck just crying. <laughs> <laughs> just one tear rolling down my eye. Tyler's like, it almost, was almost me. <laughs> yeah, but I just, God, dude, why can't I make one? Well, why can't I make one bad call when I would have hit the nuts? <laughs> yeah, no, of, yeah, no shit. So but, make plenty of bad calls, but <laughs> I was like, but they never work out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I will show discipline, <laughs> and then I lost. <laughs> I didn't win that pot because all the money went in like on the turn too. I was like, God, oh, man, you're such a nit, so nitty. I know. <laughs> I wanted to play the deuce four in a three bet pot, but mm, I don't what, know. That's what you get. I did watch thirty seconds of a Jonathan Little video before going to play. Because I clicked it on accident on YouTube. No, I'm sure he loves. <laughs> I'm sure he's loving you bring up on a podcast that he told you had a good play, good poker, and you folded it out of a three and a half thousand dollar pot. <laughs> well, it was the right fold in the long run. But all right, go ahead. Hundred uh, percent. So on another one. So I always try to on my hands try to find something I did wrong or something I can learn from. This is one of those. So Ace King, it's raised to fifteen. I three bet to. 55. He shoves for my stack. Which is how much? Uh, it was probably like one, like I'd lost a little bit. I bought him for 200 and lost, like, I think I had like maybe 130, 120 or something. Total? Yeah. Oh, it's just a snap call. Oh, yeah. It's a complete snap call. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you played it wrong. Uh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, but I'm going to go to the point that I, where I think I did do wrong. <laughs> Uh, I call, run it once, ace high, I'm good. He had king-queen. Okay. <laughs> People are showing king-queen on me all the time, it seems like. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing, is there's one adjustment I really want to make, and that is not adding on money when I should be. Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. You want to, you said an adjustment you want to make is not adding on money when you no, should I'm, be? Well, maybe I don't know what I said. Is adding on money. It, well, yeah, the adjustment I want to make <laughs> is adding on money when I should be adding on money. Oh, 100%. Because uh, that hand should have been a lot deeper. And these hands, if you have an edge, I mean, your edge is really increased just based on your stack size. Oh, I mean, we've seen, just out of my experience, the bankroll just, you know, go soaring whenever I increase the, um, the buy-in. Also, the other way as well. But... <laughs> It's uh so uh, that was kind of my thing is that, uh, that is one because uh, I tend to not 
and really it needs it, that kind of needs to stop i need to i need to start adding on a little bit more liberally it feels like a defeat right whenever you're doing it it does i think it's a mental thing with me that i'm like well i can still win this back and i feel like i'm almost giving in like if you double up you're back to where you started right that's normally whenever the spot where you should be adding on but i'm like well if i double up yeah it I really mean, goes through my head i mean it should not be that way but it, i think it's a mental block it seems like i, I just I tell myself I'm going to do it sometimes. And I just don't. So it's a, uh, but also it can be the other way. I remember a few weeks ago where I was short stacked and just didn't add on. If I was like, that money's going right in the trash can. If I <laughs> add on right now. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I think on that is just times you should leave. Probably, but I stayed. <laughs> but uh, well, okay. No, don't going to add on. You should not be adding on. If you feel like you're going to throw it away. But if you're playing good poker and it's a good game, hundred percent, it's uh just that's a I think that's an easy way to increase the win rate and just it's such an easy adjustment to make and I have not been doing it. So that uh that end up that session I ended up uh, down one sixty. Uh oh, it came which is not a bad session. Uh, I ended up in a gigantic hand. I have five six suited. I flop a gutter to a straight flush. He uh, it comes queen high. I have five six of hearts. It comes eight nine of hearts. Based on you having a losing session, I take it the gutter didn't come. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no kidding. Spoiler alert. So the uh, guy bet the preflop raiser bets. Uh, I'm like, well, I can put a, a queen in a tough spot, and like. If he folds, great. If he calls, whatever. I mean, uh, he bets like 50 into me. I jam for like 200. And he calls with pocket kings. And I end up, I mean, I brick all the draws. Oh, I mean, I think that's, I mean, standard call for him, right? I mean. I mean, I will say this. I love him Make well. I mean, you have to call, right? Because. Uh, Ace Queen could be doing this, trying to charge a flush draw. Scared of the flush draw. You said it was five six, or you had five six, and it was seven eight. So nine ten. All, I mean, all the straight draws, straight draws, and flush draws. I think. I mean, here the way I would play this, I love him making this call because Ace Queen, when he bets fifty, I'm probably just calling. Um, you are, but I do think other players might put the raise in. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of my thinking. Now, yeah, that's true. I mean, Kings probably does have to call here. But, I mean, against my range, I think, here, I'm probably calling calling and seeing a, seeing a turn. And when he, when he makes this call and he's right, he's only going to win this about half the time. And when he calls it and he's wrong, he's going to be almost drawing dead. Yeah, but I say you're also going to show up here with sets a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna have all this. I'm gonna play Two all pair. the sets this way. I'm going to play like some ace high flush draws. You're two pair. You're you said it was eight nine. Uh, eight nine. Yeah, you, you I would. I eight, would nine. play this. I'd probably play this way. You're queen nine to play this way. Yeah, it's a. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff. He's just almost drawing dead to, and like I say, my draws. He's never. I guess this is. I mean, Jack. I could have Jack ten here. I don't know. I thought he did kind of call fairly quickly, and I was kind of shocked that Kings would call this. This is kind of a horrible board for Kings. 
Especially on a check raise. Because um, Jack 10's a straight. It's a... Yeah, but I mean, I think it's one of those ones where if, when you get dealt the pocket kings, I think, I mean... You're just going to go with it. I, I mean, it could uh, be pair and a flush jack, maybe yeah. pair and a draw or something. I think I'm making this call a lot of the time there. It was fine. I mean, it was just, you know, that's how variance is going to go. He makes the call, which, I mean, it's fine, but I do brick out. I think it's a tough call, but I still think he needs to make that call there, so... Uh, I think so. I mean, I might be wrong. I mean, Probably. You know. I mean... I think so because people do play so badly. I mean, acting like just because it's not probably a profitable call against our range on how I would play that, it does not mean it's not a profitable call overall. No, absolutely. Uh, so that's down 160. I do have a fairly interesting uh, session over at Doghouse that I just completed. Uh, oh, I haven't even heard these hands yet. So. Yeah, you have. It's a. Uh, they're pretty interesting. Uh, queen, king, queen of, uh, of king, queen off L one limper. I raised to 15 two call. The flop is Jack high. I check and it checks to the button who bets 20 kind of small. It's about a $50 pot. I have a backdoor straight draw, a backdoor flush draw and two overs. I make a call. Feel like it's fairly standard. I still feel like okay. Go go, go ahead. Go. Uh, can you repeat the board for me in your hand? Uh, well, it was Jack High with one spade, and you have just King Queen. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Jack High two spades, and you have King Queen of spades. I have King Queen with one spade. The Queen. The Queen is a spade. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the turn is a King. I check. He bets twenty. I go all in, and this is where I probably screwed up, is that he? I did not realize how short he was, and he only has like 30 behind, and he calls, and he has queen jack, and I'm good. Uh, probably shouldn't be making that call for how short he is. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, but... I mean, that's I, I, that was probably my big mistake. If, he's, if we're deeper, I don't mind that call. I feel like, you know, two overs and several backdoor options is just fine. Uh... One limper, there's another hand, one limper on the button. I have jack 10 off. I make it 15. The blinds fold. The limper calls. The flop is seven high. I bet 20 and he calls. There's an ace is a turn. He checks. I bet 50 and he folds. That's well played. I like everything about that. Yeah, I've been, I've been saying like, Using these turn cards as, bl as bluff scare cards, I think, kind of overrated and doesn't do much. But, I mean, sometimes it will get that through. I I will say, when I've been doing it, I've been sizing up and really... Because that size up, one, it shows more aggression. Number two is, when they call that, they, real, they realize there's a good chance that river bet's coming, too. Well, that, and it makes things a little bit easier for you, right? When they call that big bet. Yeah. You can. I've seen Garrett Adelstein do this a lot, where he bets really big on the turn to kind of make his opponent's hand more polarized, to where then he knows. Yeah, that that's... you can just check the river. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, is and you know I wasn't thinking of doing that, but that's kind of what I, I did want to put him in a tough spot. Uh, this was a really interesting hand. I have King Jack. It's raised to ten, and we go five to the flop. King, the it's a flop of Jack ten five, the preflop raise 
Razor raises to 15. I call and one other player calls. Oh, it's all clubs. Wait, no, it's uh, two clubs on the flop. The turn is the queen of clubs completing the flush draw. It checks around. The river is a four of clubs. What clubs do you have? None. Ah. Uh, it checks to me, and I bet 75 and take it down. <laughs> so I was, had the jack. I did not think the jack was good. Was later told the jack was not good. <laughs> yeah, I can say the jack's not good, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Um, one of the poker coaching coaches, um, I think it's Tristan Wade, one of the interesting situations, he has a video on um, just different um, bluff spots and um, spots that you can use to bluff. That is one that he does say it's a really good bluff. Because you're, you're going to get called by the nuts, or most of the time you're not. Yeah. So it's a it's an under bluff spot that you can really take advantage of. And um, I think that was a good move. I like that. I've, I've tried it. and. They call with the nuts, and they normally fold without. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I thought it was a pretty, I'm not, you know, I know that's kind of a big thing in poker is to try to learn to turn some pairs that you don't think are good into bluffs. But you said this was five ways, though? No, it was three after the flop. Bet. Okay, I was about to say, I might not lie, I might be taking this back, but okay. Yeah, no, we there was two other people. Uh, okay, okay, that, that's fine then. Yeah, like I say, once it checks twice, I mean, I feel like there's enough weakness oh. that I can, uh. Uh, then I get, uh, I go ace king. I have ace king. It's kind of, it's a straddle pot. I make it 40 person calls and then a person goes all in for like 110. So you re-rip it, obviously. Yeah. Once it comes back to me, I just, I'm, yeah. I'm all in a hundred percent in this spot. Okay. A little scary because the guy that called the 40, he was very deep. <laughs> he had me covered, I think. Well, I mean, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, I go, and he, he kind of tanks for a minute, but, I mean, like, there's nothing you can call 40 with and not re-raise that's going to call in the spot. So I knew he was definitely folding at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other the guy who goes all in had a king-queen, uh, good flop. He turns a queen and Bricks takes the, the pot. Yeah. So, and, I mean, you ever have one hand, like, everything's rolling, and then you have one hand go wrong, and it's just like a god. It's just like a snowball that's going down the mountain, and it gets oh. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I I feel like it's like you're cruising down the street or whatever, and then you just hit a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean everything is going good, and you hit a tree. Then nothing's going good if you're going down the highway and hit a tree. That so. was yeah. I, well, this this queen might as well have been a tree, because <laughs> I mean, like I was. This was like two hours in the session. I was up. I feel like you played those hands before that one very well. I liked, I liked the bluff on the four clubs. I liked how you played um, a lot of the other hands before that. But yeah. are you telling me after this, none of those hands, the hands uh, that you played, did not uh, were not as strategic? Well, I mean, really, in all honesty, after this, there were just so few hands played. I mean, the few hands I played were just complete whiffs and like in a multi-way pot type deal, and it just. No, I mean, oh, it was one of those you just went super card dead and, like, flop dead when you when you did have a hand, like, something to play with. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were going to tell me that this is, you went on tilt and donked off a bunch of money. No, I don't think my play was that bad. It was just very, very dry dead session after that. 
that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, but that's, I guess, just the nature of things. Did you end up, you said you only lost a little bit? Uh, I lost a little less than half of what I bought in. I lost like 185. Not the worst. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, definitely not what you go out there shooting to do, but. Yeah, it's not the worst. It was just, you know, sometimes like just certain sessions are more frustrating on losing than others. And this is one like, I mean, it was just so frustrating because it was like, like I say, it's one thing to lose. That card deadness will get to me. That boredom. Oh, God. <laughs> At least I didn't donk off stuff, but God almighty, it drove me crazy. Absolutely. I guess um, on that note, well, I, we're going to play some more poker later in the week, but until next week, you won't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we should have some more sessions coming into next podcast as well. Now that we're, I think we're going to be back on the poker grind, right? Well, you definitely are. I actually have a Vegas trip coming up in two to three weeks where I'll have a ton of sessions to go the uh, on. So it's, yeah, and I'm going to try to, I'm getting off the tournaments. I, they're it's, too easy. They're just too easy. They're too easy. I mean, I feel like I'm just taking money away. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, you know, I do find them a lot of fun, but the problem is, is these smaller tournaments just are not going to be, either they're going to be not profitable or they're going to be not very, it's going to be so little profit it ceases to matter. So I am going to be hitting the cash games way harder and hitting that grind a little bit more. Yeah, I'm hopefully going to go back on Tuesday to uh that paramount uh, round of each one too. I've been really enjoying that and looking forward to it. So I, I might go with you on that day. I, it's, I will say I like, I think the tournaments are really good because it does mix up. Like when no limit hold them on the cash game grind, it can be a grind. I mean, without a doubt, that's where the name comes from mixing up like round of each or something or throwing that in the mix. I know people say stick with what you know and what you're good at, but I do feel like mixing it up a little bit is kind of, you know, helps it out a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, But I guess on that note, we're going to play some more this week, some more next week. So we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.